ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate. How about Shea Gilgis-Alexander scoring 36 points as the Thunder topped the league-leading Celtics for OKC's fifth straight win? S.A., what do you think of those apples? The Thunder making uh, Ladies and gentlemen, I just need to uh, sit here and apologize for what I, I have not paid enough attention to the Oklahoma City Thunder. They've got my attention now. They are 23-9. and nine. They are in second place in the West, a top two seed in the Western Conference, one game behind Minnesota. This brother, Shea Gilgis Alexander, is a superstar. This brother is special. And, oh, by the way, as a team, let's look at him in his 36-36-6-7 last night. That's one part of the story. Number two, they probably got the rookie of the year in Chet Holmgren. That's number two. Number three. Look at what they've done, winning five straight, eight of their last nine games or so. All right, during this run, Molly, they've yeah. beaten the defending champions Nuggets twice. They've snapped the Clippers' nine-game winning streak. They've beaten the West-leading Minnesota Timberwolves. And, oh, by the way, they just beat who most of us recognize as the best team in basketball in the Boston Celtics. This is what they've been doing. We need to stand up and pay attention to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Young thoroughbreds led by a brother that is busting everybody's living you-know-what. Shea Gilgis Alexander is a special, special brother. We got some young stars in this league. He is one of them. Special. Special. All right, and uh, tonight we got more NBA action happening. The Bulls and Knicks from Madison Square Garden on AB. I still need you to get me tickets for the Knicks. I can take We got to work on that. 830 Eastern, 730 plus. The Heat and Lakers on ESPN, 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific. That's a good one. NBA countdown tipping off the night, 730 Eastern, 430 Pacific on ESPN. Malika and the crew, you can catch them. More sports happening, folks. Let's get to Sunday now. Uh, that came down to the wire. Well, that was last Sunday. Michigan's Blake Corum scored on a 17-yard TD run in overtime before the Wolverines stopped Alabama quarterback Jalen Milrow's fourth and goal attempt to win the Rose Bowl and punch their ticket to the national championship in Houston. SA was at the game, Swagoo and Mad Dog, and he yesterday vented his Rose Bowl frustration. We modify, we grow all the time. How yeah. about having the, the, the Rose Bowl at SoFi? How about that? How about that? Well, it won't be the Rose Bowl. Throw a few yeah. roses there. Throw a few roses there. I mean, listen, there's a whole bunch of things in life that are historical, that are historical okay? But that damn traffic in oh, Pasadena, I mean, come on, y'all. Yeah, I mean, in the SoFi Stadium, I mean, let's get this with guy. the time. Okay. Listen. Can I talk? I mean, you're, you're the historian, you're you the philosopher, well, you're a professor. Now, first off, you know, you know who called me on uh, New Year's what Day? What's who the called issue? you? Wishing me a happy New Year's. And he was all excited for Alabama. And I said, he said, you bet Alabama today? I said, I damn well didn't. I bet Michigan so, minus the two. And I also that. took the over of the game. At 46 and a half, wow. the luckiest bet of all time, 27-20. Yeah. But for this guy Hold right on now. Hold on a second. 
I've been working with you for like a decade. You didn't wish me a happy new year. He never called you. He said he didn't want anything to do with you. He called me. Wow. 12 o'clock. Lie. I didn't from, say from that. I didn't oh, say yeah. that. Don't lie. I, I did don't not lie. say I didn't want anything to do you with Molly. You said I said that you did not say that. I said I'm not calling Molly. He said the troublemaker. I did not say that. That is true. I did not say Molly. I did not say that. I did not say that, Molly. I'm not calling Molly. The heck with her. I'm calling you. I said, okay, fine. But you are a fraud. You are a fraud. Now you want to sit there and because you got stuck in a little traffic. Here's what you should have done, Steve. Bring a little sandwich. Bring a little sandwich. Go sit in the press box or with Nick Saban and watch Washington play against uh, against uh, Texas. The game is on at 845. And by the way, ESPN, can we put the game on a little earlier than 9 o'clock on a, on a Monday night before we get during the week? On New Year's Day, can that game start at 8 o'clock at night so I don't have to fall asleep at midnight? But having said that, how about you sitting in the stadium at the Rose Bowl, that iconic building, one of the great places it of is. all time. It's unbelievable. How about you at a beautiful setting with the San Gabriel Mountain? with Herb Street and Fowler, and you're moaning and groaning because you got stuck with your limo in some traffic? I don't want to, I mean, let's put it at SoFi, that antiseptic dump in downtown L.A. Don't you got to be serious. Don't that is ridiculous. charming, the Rose Bowl. So that is a charming facility. How dare you it's not a great, tradition it's a great like place. that because you got stuck in traffic around that hill where the golf course is. You are out of line. How dare you? You shouldn't be going to a college bowl game if you're taking God, it is. I got stuck in traffic. Get it out of here. That is wrong. Terrible job. Terrible. Okay. No, Stephen A., before you go, hold on, go Stephen A. Go no, go let ahead. me ask you a question first. Okay. Because I don't think this has anything to do with moving it from the Rose Bowl. I don't. I, I, Stephen A. understands the nostalgia and why they should never move it from the Rose Bowl. I vehemently disagree. But was it because. Uh, be honest with me. This is just me and you and Mad Dog talking. Nobody else watching. Hey, nobody I'm else here listening. Too. Was it, Molly? I'm sorry. It's just us on the screen. That's why I said it. Um, <laughs> is this about like the suite and the people that you see in SoFi and the food? Is this really about that? Because I know damn well you don't think they should move the game. Well, well, well the listen, l- 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 listen, listen, y'all. Listen, y'all. Modification is the order of the day. We all modify, we elevate, you know, things are not what they used to be. You know, Doggy, nobody Mm. even knew who the hell he was on television because they heard his voice and they never saw his face. Now the man's a television star. We evolve, we adapt, we grow. Swagoo, you were playing football. But look at you now. You're mm-hmm. an astute, exceptional football analyst on the number one morning sports show, baby. Listen, think that, look at Molly. You know what I'm saying? Molly was sitting there. Once upon a time, she was just a host. Oh, now she, I mean, I mean she, she, she's, she's a supermodel in, in people's eyes for crying out loud. We see all of these daggone photos of her everywhere and all of this other stuff. The bottom line is this. We modify as time goes on. Now, swagoo to be, because I am an honest man. You damn right it has something to be do honest. with that sweet. You damn right it has I something to do with that sweet. I knew it. I knew it. Let me be very clear. Sweet, the, 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 the sweet, the sweet was tight. Clearly. You understand what I'm saying? The sweet was very, very tight, very congested. You understand what I'm saying? My man Mark Shapiro congested. took me with him. I was hanging out and stuff like that. Right? Not only that, not only that. You understand what I'm saying? I was there. I was on the field. I was at midfield before, oh. before, mm-hmm. before kickoff. I mean, it's, an, it, it's a beautiful environment the whole bit. But seriously, from the bottom of my heart, have you seen SoFi? 
I mean, have you been there, doggy? Let me tell you something. This is a spectacular stadium. And all I'm trying to say is this. You got got 100,000 people showing up. And we literally, I'm talking about, you literally you get off the highway, right? So traffic is backed up for a mile trying to get off the exit. Let me help you. Can you ask me a question? Please let me answer. We're going on the highway, right? The traffic is backed up. And then you know how you got to make a right, right? And then a quick left, right? And that makes traffic, but it's a light there. So that makes traffic. When you make the right, you, you got to stop in the light. And then you make a quick right, and then the light's right there. And then you make a quick left, and the right like this. And it's only one lane, and it's 100,000 people. I mean, damn. And listen, at some point Stephen in time, follow, Stephen you, you, it's, uh, it's, it's difficult to get to the me. damn game. And I'm just follow saying. Me, Stephen I, I, I swear me. to you. I follow swear me. to y'all. And, and this me. is bougie. Hold on. This is bougie, but I'm going to say it. I swear to y'all, if I could have, I'd have took a helicopter in there. I'd have took a helicopter. If they'd have let me. See, if they'd have let me, I'd have took a helicopter. Just, just say this. Traffic say is that this. bad. Say this. You've changed. Say this so you can save, change, so you can bring, up. like, so normal people can be in your lair. Just say this. We are no, I they am no. They shouldn't move the Rose from Bowl Hollis. game. Can you just say that? Can you, you just say that? They shouldn't move the Rose Bowl. Uh, You're so a long Way from Stephen, Hollis. Stadium, Stadium. Stadium. I don't want to hear that, that, that again. I, I, I am in Hollis. I'm always in Hollis. No, I'm always in Hollis. You're in Hollis. I'm always in Hollis. You're in Hollis. Stop putting Hollis now. You're in Hollis. You're in You're Hollywood. You're Hollywood. You're Hollywood and you are bougie, but I like the way you say bougie more. But you're not even driving. No, I didn't drive that day. I didn't drive that day because I would have had to park myself about two miles from the stadium. Do you know how many people wish they could have been at that game? And here you are complaining. Stephen A., do you take up residence in L.A.? Like, he's got residence everywhere. Do you you take up residence in L.A.? One one, one of my spots. One of my spots. One of his spots. Okay, well, let's move on, Molly. This man is a, this man is a, he is horrible. He is horrible. <laughs> I man. Absolutely Come on, man. The rest of the world Listen. out there trying to survive with inflation traffic. and this dude. Traffic, y'all. You, you can't easy. have this no, one lane going into a stadium for 100,000 people. You're going to make it five dollars an hour. It's take it easy. Not, have you been you to the stuck grocery in the store lately? Let's go. You stuck in the stands in gridlock. Traffic doesn't matter. And none of you probably go to the grocery store except for me. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles in everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges and a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. Unlock a whole new world of travel with a Capital One Venture X Card. What's in your wallet? Term supply, lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. Hey, hey, Molly Karam here. Warm up with the hottest games live with Vivid Seats. No matter the sport, Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love. Plus, with Vivid Seats rewards, you can score free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, an annual birthday discount, and much more. They're the only ticket company in the game that rewards fans for every single purchase. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, experience it live. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the pod. 
the one seeds in both the AFC and the NFC are locked in. The Ravens and Niners have dominated the NFL for most of the season and will get a first-round bye in their playoffs as their reward. These two teams faced off in Week 16 where Baltimore won handily, but obviously both will have different paths to the Super Bowl. The one seeds in both. So it's no surprise that San Fran and Baltimore are the favorites to win it all at plus 225 and plus 325, respectively. We know Doug's taking serious notes here. Among the rest of the pack, Buffalo, despite not having clinched a playoff spot yet, is tied for third favorite at 8-1 to one with Dallas. Defending champion Chiefs are 10-1. to one, And last year's NFC Championship Eagles are 11 to one. Okay, here's the question for you. This is a tough one and it's a very interesting one. So outside of the Ravens and the Niners, we're not looking at them. Who's the biggest threat to them? Well, I'm gonna answer the question this way. Okay. And by the way, these two are by far the favorites. Uh, so I think it's, a, it's really a reach to find something. Okay. But the fat guy from Rapid. Yeah, the former priest. Yep, yeah. from the Vatican. Yeah, he is going himself. to go to Vegas next week. And we are going to make a play. And I got this right in 18 when the Chiefs beat the Niners. I did the same thing before the playoffs. Wait, I have a question. When we go to Vegas for the Super Bowl. Well, he's going to go. Yes. Is he going to come? No, maybe I'll bring him down from Rapid City. You should bring him. But are they going to invite me to the Super Bowl? I'm not invited Monday's show to Houston. They blew me off there. Yeah. Am I invited? I guess we have to ask the boss, we'll Stephen to, A. Yeah, we'll, we'll have, have to ask Stephen him. A. But regardless yeah, you can, of you, that. You, 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 you could come to the Super Bowl. I no. can. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Mrs. Mad Dog might be at that trip as well. <laughs> I actually, I prefer her than you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to instruct the fat guy from Rapid. Oh, God. I'm going to say, Rob, we have some money to collect. Say, Rob, do, do yourself a favor. What's that, Chris? I want you to put money down. All right. What team? On the Browns. The Cleveland Browns. I'm going to make a run. 30 to 1 odds. With Flacco, Karma, defense. They've already won in Baltimore this year. A week off before they start the AFC South. I love the Browns to make a run. The Cleveland Browns. They are due as a franchise. 1964, Steve, in case you missed. 27. And by the way, Dr. Frank Ryan just passed away. And he was the quarterback of that team that beat the Colts 27-0. So in honor of him. Thank you. In honor of him. Fat Rob in Rapid. We'll go to Vegas next week. 30 to 1 odds on the Browns. I'll put a little money on it. And I think the Browns are the most dangerous team. There you go. How's that? You know, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, uh, Doggy is a learning TV. Um, he's a Hall of Fame announcer and a radio broadcaster, but he's learning TV because he just spent about five minutes giving you, you know, taking up your time that you can never get back. You know, talking about it like the Cleveland Browns, like, oh, my God, it's a shock. It's breaking news. Have you been watching the Cleveland Browns this year? There's nothing shocking about your take. It's absolutely correct. I thought it was. The Browns are the biggest threat to the Baltimore Ravens right now in the AFC. This is not only the number one defense, total defense I'm talking about. They're also number one and third down defense. 
By the way, they're third with 27 takeaways on the season. By the way, they've got a quarterback in Joe Flacco. Right now, leads all NFL quarterbacks in pass attempts, pass yards, and is tied for the league lead with Lamar Jackson with 11 touchdowns, all right? During this 4-0 stretch for the Baltimore Ravens, the Cleveland Browns are also 4-0. He's 30. He's going to be 39, I believe, is January 16th, okay? He's a Super Bowl champion. Who did he win that Super Bowl with and for? With the Ravens. For John Harbaugh. And so if anybody's familiar with what Harbaugh likes to do, it would be him. So all of those things taken into consideration, along with the fact that Cleveland has a defense that can play against anybody in any offense, along with the fact that they historically have given Lamar Jackson some trouble, I see nothing earth-shattering about what you highlighted. It's factual. It's correct. It's not surprising at all. The only thing that's surprising is that you, of all people, tried to act like it was a headline where there's really no headline. <laughs> I, so I, I'm going to go Dallas, and it's a big part of the path that they have. I think they get to the NFC Championship game once they lock up the division against San Francisco. And do I expect them to beat the 49ers? No, but it is the playoffs. And like we talked about earlier, these these games against San Francisco has went a certain way, but they haven't been blowouts. And it's been about Dak Prescott and how he's played. Stephen A., we about to get the moment. I believe that wholeheartedly that you and I, what we've been talking about, we're about to get the moment potentially with Dallas being in the <laughs> NFC Championship against the San Francisco 49ers. And once you get there, man, like, it's it's a three-hour game. And, yes, San Francisco is going to be favored. I'm going to pick San Francisco to win the game if they get there. But I think they the biggest threat because they're at home throughout the playoffs until they go on the road for the NFC Championship. Well, I mean, you can say that, but I, I don't know how you can be serious about that when you've seen how susceptible Dallas has been against teams that play smash-mouth football and can run the football on them. I mean, to me, that is the weakness. I don't see that in Cleveland's defense. I don't see that at all. And yeah. so I, I understand and respect the fact in all seriousness because, again, I don't hate the Cowboys. I can't stand their fans, the, the, the nauseating fans who, I mean, now that Jimmy Johnson is in the ring of honor, I think the curse might have been lifted for crying out loud. They might actually get to the NFC Championship game. And, and the last thing I wanted to hear from him was what he ended his halftime be saying, how about them Cowboys? Because that's all I was hearing, believe it or not, in Pasadena. I, I mean, with Alabama and Michigan fans everywhere, everybody that saw me, how about them Cowboys? I, I, like I told you, like I told you, like cockroaches, rats, roaches, and Dallas Cowboy fans. <laughs> a nuclear bomb could drop, and one of, uh, and, and you'll see all three of those. I mean, that's just who they are. It's not the Cowboys. Us, but we that, listen, listen, I don't, I, the players, I got love for Michael Parsons. I got love for a lot of those cats. It's them damn fans that get on my, you know how I feel about my buddy Jerry now. You know how I feel about I, I think deep and down Steven. you love. I think and, and deep Steven. down you love. Them I can. Too. I cannot I think stand deep down them. You love them. No, no, too. I love to hate on them. I love to hate on them. It's all in fun. It's all in yeah. fun. But they really do get on my damn yeah. nerves. I'm not exactly. They really do. <laughs> having said all of that, having said all of that, at the end of the day. I recognize the fact that the Dallas Cowboys are a formidable threat, and I think this is Dallas's best chance at a Super Bowl since 1995. That's how serious the Dallas Cowboys are. But I still don't put them as a greater threat to disrupting a San Francisco-Baltimore encounter in the, to the Super Bowl than the Cleveland Browns yeah. because when you've got a defense – 
and a running game and a number one receiver with a quarterback who's experienced, not mobile at all, but very experienced, and the pressure's not going to get to him. He's been there. He's done that before. I could see the I could see Dak Prescott, despite the great year that he's having, getting a little jittery. I can see that happening. The pressure mounts. Pressure breaks pipes. That's backsides fair. get tight. We, we understand what this is. I'm not worried about that with Joe no. Flacco. You might not be good enough, but it ain't going to be nervousness that does it to him. And it certainly ain't going to affect Miles Garrett they, and the rest of those brothers. And they lucky. Lucky. I think for me, Everybody's lucky Cleveland don't have Nick Chubb. Oh, my God, they lucky. They lucky they don't have Nick I Chubb. Think for me, I think for me it's about how well Baltimore is playing. Like mm-hmm. I, I think that for me that's that's the thing. I think Baltimore is a shoe in for the Super Bowl. I'm a, I'm gonna go as far as to say I'd be shocked if Baltimore doesn't play in the Super Bowl. But can Bowl I say this, this to you? Can I say this to you, Swaggo? Can I say this to you, Swaggo? No matter how great Baltimore looks, they will not look that great against Cleveland. They may they could I'll pick them to beat Cleveland, but they won't look as great against Cleveland's defense as they've looked against everybody else. That's what I'm saying. A lot of pressure, Marcus, on the, a lot of pressure on the Ravens. They've been in this situation 100%. before. They've laid a thousand eggs. He won the MVP once, and they lost the first-round playoff game to Tennessee. If the Browns win that first game, they have a little momentum. How about if Buffalo gets to two seed, and then Buffalo would get Baltimore in a championship mm-hmm. game theoretically, and Josh Allen would be hot with a win under his belt? Listen, okay. I know the Ravens are hot. There is a Boatload of pressure on Harbaugh and an incredible amount of, of pressure about Lamar Jackson. Let me see him respond. All right, so we've got I'm not two worried about pressure on Harbaugh. And one with the Cowboys. <laughs> yes, two Browns, one Cowboys. Okay. I'm not worried about pressure on Harbaugh. It's more pressure on Mike McCarthy. I agree Stephen with that, a, too. The and by the way, question. speaking of McCarthy, you think maybe when the Brown, Lions don't have any timeouts, you don't throw a bomb in the end zone on second and 15 in the last drive of the game, Marcus? <laughs> yeah, that was bad. Oh, my man, God, that, that timeout. Is insane. He is so bad with that clock management. He insane. makes Stephen A. look good. He is awful, Ugh. awful with clock management. Well, well, that's just, that's you, just you engaging. That's just you. Rogue piece of hair. That's just you engaging in hyperbole. We all know I always look good, especially <laughs> oh, these days. Stephen A., let me take it to basketball, like how I think about the Baltimore Ravens, bro. You remember in the last dance when Jordan said he – Molly, what is happening? My hair's done much. My hair is listen, Molly's faking it, Swaggo. Molly's acting like she got up to fix Doggy's hair. What she really did was get up because she wanted everybody she wanted to show dress. off. She wants to show off the dress. She wanted to show off. Okay, first yeah. of all, first of all, because you could have told uh, Mad Dog to pat his hair. That's right. You could tell him. I already took a picture in this dress, so I'm going to post it on Instagram. That ain't the same as not live television, girl. That ain't the same as live television. He has one rogue piece of hair. Every time you have a booger in your nose, what do I do? I go, Stephen A. Get it? You know, I'm looking. Wow! 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 Aware that, I but I blow, I'll just blow my nose. I just blow my nose. I wasn't aware. I mean, she's really paying attention. A boogie in my nose. I didn't even know that. But thank you. You sit right here. Let's go to break. I just blow my nose. I ain't ashamed. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code FIRSTTAKE150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll get $150 in bonus bets. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. For New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. For Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050. For Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. For Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. For Puerto Rico, call 1-800-981-0023. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-time chimney sweepers, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish, but you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. All right, you know what time it is. First of the year. Okay. All right. Tell us why you're mad. And there's a lot of possibilities this week. I okay. thought of the Nets, who for some ungodly reason benched everybody against the Bucks around Christmas. What a disgrace. I thought of Stevie A with the traffic there at the Rose Bowl, but we've already used that. I thought of McDermott, of course, with the halftime, not showing the Miami-Baltimore score. What a joke that was in Buffalo. I found three others. Okay. Uh, oh. Number one, and I know we've spent a thousand days on this stupid play. I'm going to look at this a different scenario. Detroit and Dallas there on Saturday night. What is Dan Campbell doing? Dan, Dan, you didn't get that. You got a bad call. I don't care what Swagoo says. You got a bad call. That was obviously the Brad Allen screwed up. We understand that. But how in the world, when you get the ball at the seven, do you decide to go for it again? The gods of fo- the football gods, Danny, are talking to you there. Hey, nice play. It didn't work out. Kick the extra point, got to overtime. They had two home games on the line right there, and he's trying to score a two-point play from the seven, albeit he got a break on the offsides. Still, it is pushing the envelope way, 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 way too far. Kick the extra point. Get it to OT. Dallas is nervous. You got to get them all wild up. They blew the lead. I cannot believe this guy decided. I understand being aggressive, but let's not be stupid. You didn't get the two-pointer originally. You're not getting it back-to-back times. Get the overtime from the seven kick. The old kick the ball, please. That's number one. Number two. How does the NFL? Hey, Raj, message for you. I think the world's seen enough of Brad Allen. Okay, he was completely lost on Saturday night. The whole world knows it. And the NFL is not saying anything about that yet, which they should. And now i got to see Brad Allen on Saturday afternoon against the Steelers and the Ravens in a national televised game. Brad, go to Foxborough and do the Jets Patriots so nobody's watching. Nobody in the world wants to look at Brad Allen on Saturday in a big game in Baltimore. I can't believe the NFL gave him that game after what he did on Saturday night. So the both of Campbell, awful, awful, awful stupidity. And Allen, a disaster, is going to look at our faces again in three days. Ball and ball. 
number one. That is right on. That is right on. That is the way you do it, what I'm mad about. That is right on. Let me hear. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're, you're right. I can't disagree with you, especially about the officiating work in Saturday's Pittsburgh-Baltimore game. Why? You're absolutely right. Yeah. Kimberly? In fairness to Dan Campbell, we like aggression, right? We like aggressiveness. We like guys believing in their team, no? Not in the seven. Ooh. All right. Number two. My bad. Number two. Listen, this is the first time in the history of this little stupid segment <laughs> that they're going to be on twice. <laughs> How about Florida State on Saturday afternoon? All oh. those blowhards, those political blowhards, I know who you are. I'm going to name names. I don't care. Preach. All those blowhards writing letters to the college football playoff. Ron DeSantis. State. Thank you. The Rubio. All upset yep. about the idea that Florida State got ripped off out of the college playoff. You could argue that all day. Florida State had a chance for redemption to prove to the world that they belong because they were playing Georgia in the Orange Bowl. Georgia, two-time national champ, Georgia. So what does Florida State and its players do? 29 players opted out of that game for a variety of reasons. So they go to the Orange Bowl on Saturday before New Year's when people are paying their hard-earned money to travel to Fort Lauderdale to go to that game and they show up like they don't even care and they lose 63-3. to And Georgia, who has won two championships in a row, shows up, Kirby Smart gets his guys to play the wide receiver who's been hurt, McConkie played, and they blew him out. And Florida State, that spent three weeks moaning and groaning about how they got royally screwed, they in the Orange Bowl in front of all those fans and they lose 63 to 3 with a bunch of amateurs after they moaned and groaned about how they were messed up. Oh, that is such an unbelievable disgrace. I could not believe what they did on Saturday. The Seminoles, you are a disgrace to college football. You ruined them. Even Smart couldn't believe it. And Georgia played the game like they're supposed to play the game. Number Let two. me say this. Let me say this. Number one. I'm right uh, there, too. You're, I'm you're, you're a right. scared of him right now. Hold on, y'all. Hold on, y'all. I, I had the pleasure of meeting Marco Rubio when I was in the finals. We were at the same studio. I like Marco Rubio a lot. I was ashamed he got involved in himself involved in that. Ron DeSantis tried to make political points. You see, that didn't work out for him. Here's the deal. Florida State is an absolute disgrace. They, I'm going to say this, doggy. They didn't show up because the last thing they wanted was to show up get their ass kicked by Georgia, which would have validated all the noise about them being kept out of the college football playoff. Their thinking was if the 29 players don't show up and we get blown out by a two-time national champion over the last two years before the – yeah, they still are until Monday night, okay, in Georgia, well, then guess what? We could say our players didn't show up. That's what they did. They think they were being slick. It was a disgrace. Florida State should be ashamed of itself. And I hope everybody remember the names of the people that didn't play. Good job. Kimberly, you agree, right? I am not disagreeing with you. All right. Uh, I'm in a, mad, I'm in a bad mood. But now I'm going to be a little lighthearted. Lighthearted. New Year's Day. I'm watching all the football. Gummy. Yeah, you're damn right. Gummy. Damn right. Oh, full New Year's Day. Half, full after half. Oh, full no, half. A half and then, a, and then another half during the Washington game. But that's not the hero there. And I, I look at the, I look at the, I'm watching the television, the ESPN, all the games. And then in the background, 
I see the new ESPN commercial. Mm. Watching ESPN. And I'm waiting for my time. This great spot. Uh -huh. Look at this. Adam Schefter. Adam Schefter's in the mix. We have all the people on the rollerblades. They're in the mix. Look at, watch this, watch this. I know uh -huh. these two. So I say, geez, where am I going to be? And I see McAfee eventually. I see the games. I see everything. Adam Schefter. And you know what? They didn't put me on the commercial. How dare they? The boss is at ESPN. After I scream and yell every week to act like an idiot and get myself <laughs> yelled all over the place on the internet, so he moved the needle. You think maybe I could get three seconds on that stupid 60-second spot you did? You put Stephen A on there. What does he ever do? <laughs> what and McAfee! McAfee! He just got here! <laughs> I've been here for two years. And, and then last night, I'm at Cherry Street in Ukrainian with the family, and the commercial comes up. They all watch. There's an easy explanation for that. Uh, a couple of things. Number one, we moved the needle Monday through Friday, not just Wednesdays. That's number one. Number two, number two, and number two, and most importantly, maybe if you put in more hours and worked more than one day a week, you would have been on. What are you telling me? I'm telling you, you don't work enough. I don't work enough. That's right. You're on it right there. Look at you. The needle. Look at you. I, I was an intern at ESPN at 22 years old. And they didn't put me on here. I freaking did. Kimberly, you I'm, too I'm used to it. be annoyed. I'm not in it. All the work you do bouncing around America doing the football. Hey, and they put matter. him in there. They don't care. It's oh, fine. my gosh. After I scream and yell one more time, God, strike <laughs> me down. <laughs> you have to work more. You're Same, out of your mind. You got to work more. You, you got to put in more hours. You got to put in more mind. days. And then after that, we can talk. Here, here's the good news. Mad Dog Radio Channel that you own. Yeah, I don't do know. Do a any. commercial. Nobody <laughs> listens to that thing. <laughs> they watch this. Well, they, they, well, 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 when I'm on Sirius XM, they listen to me there, too. Okay. Don't pile on. Don't pile on. Let's go to break. That was a strong performance. That was a that strong was one. one. That was a good one. That was, was really strong. worried about your blood pressure, but it was strong. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. 
to the pros now. With the regular season finale against the Jets approaching, many are wondering if this might be Bill Belichick's final game as head coach of the New England Patriots. The Pats, 4-12, and they're in the midst of their worst season in three decades. While no decision about his future appears to have been officially made yet, Belichick staying focused on this week's task at hand. Whatever success I have had, I've tried to go about my job the same way every week, win, lose, you know, good years, bad years, whatever they are each week. Get ready to go for that week. Do the best you can to help your team win. And after that game, move on to the next one. And at the end of the season, that's the end of the season. But on a week-to-week basis, I mean, I don't want to spend time or get caught up in what happened five years ago or what's going to happen two years from now or, you know, I mean, a bunch of other random stuff. So just working on the Jets. I'm committed to the team that I'm coaching right now. The players that are here, they deserve my best every day, and that's what I'm going to give them. Mm. All right, I'm going to start with the lady in red. Kimberly, do you believe Kraft could stick with Belichick after this season? I think he should, but it seems as though everyone in the NFL kind of sees the writing on the wall. And the reason I say that is because I covered the Patriots' bills on Sunday. And the exchange, the post-game exchange between Sean McDermott and Bill Belichick, it was long for those post-game handshakes. They were talking to each other's ears, and Sean McDermott asked, uh, was asked after the game, what was that about? That seemed way, way longer of an exchange than you'd normally have. And Sean McDermott said, I just wanted Bill to, to know how much I respected him. He's a fantastic coach. I have so much respect for this man. And in that moment, it felt like, People in the NFL expect this to be the end of Belichick's tenure in, in, in New England. The man has not forgotten how to coach. Watching this defense week in and week out, it is clear he knows X's and O's still. The question about Belichick, you want to talk about his GM-manship, his ability to build a roster, develop quarterback talent? Fine. Have somebody else in that role. But me personally, I would not in, – in, in a sport where it is so difficult to find quality head coaches, I would not want to give up on Bill Belichick, but it seems like the, the writing on the wall seems to be this is the end. Excellent job, Kimberly. You stole everything I was going to say. Uh, 100%. The guy's done a hell of a job with this team. They beat Pittsburgh. They wanted Christmas Eve out in Denver. They, the they could have mailed in the game Christmas Eve going over out to Denver, and they beat the Broncos to knock them out of the postseason. They played well in Buffalo the other day. They did. They were in that game. He's got a good defense. He still loves the grind of it. The guy's a tremendous, tremendous head coach. And I can't believe they're running a two-and-a-half-point favorite over the Jets. Does anybody think that Belichick is going to lose the Jets, the team he can't stand, <laughs> in Foxborough the last game of the year when it yeah. could be his last game yeah. of his career in Foxborough? That is a steal as far as – that should be a – they're going to definitely win. I really feel confident they're going to win that game. I think he'll probably leave, as you said. I think he probably will change the scenery, something different. I get that. But if anybody thinks that Bill Belichick can't coach, they need their head examined. Mm -hmm. This guy is a tremendous, tremendous football coach. Stevie? In all seriousness, um, I'm really surprised that everybody's missing what the real story is here. When Bill Belichick had Tom Brady, they won 51 more games including the regular season and the postseason. 51 more games than anybody else. Nine Super Bowl appearance, six Super Bowl titles. Let me throw out some numbers for you without Tom Brady. Ten seasons, Cleveland, Patriots. 
70 and 92, a 43.2 winning percentage. Losing seasons, 8 out of 10. Two playoff appearances in 10 years without Tom Brady and one playoff win in 10 years without Tom Brady. No one with sense should say that Bill Belichick can't coach because there's something to be said about knowing how to coach greatness and keeping a team together. And Bill Belichick did that, and we understand that. We understand he's etched in stone as one of, if not the greatest. We understand that, and we give him his flowers in that regard. But the bottom line is, is that there's a resume with Tom Brady and there's a resume without him. Why do I keep bringing up Tom Brady? It's not because of the record. It's because you are the person who forced him out. Everyone knows it. You covered the NFL. You covered the NFL, Kimberly, exceptionally well, I might add. You know what I'm saying is fact. And I'm telling you, that's the story. It's not that he did what he's done without Tom Brady compared to what he did with Tom Brady. It's that despite what you did with Tom Brady, you are the one perceived as pushing him out the door prematurely. This is a beloved son of Massachusetts, of Foxborough. Universally recognized as arguably the greatest quarterback who ever lived, who departed and went to Tampa and won a Super Bowl. Okay, has been nothing but class personified. Tom Brady was recently on my podcast, my show, the Stephen A. Smith Show. What did he say about Bill Belichick? He sat up there and said, greatest coach ever. Love him. You understand? Appreciate him. So much respect for him. He's never uttered a negative word. But we all know the stories. You know it better than most, Kimberly. He was forced out. And I'm telling you what I was told. You can figure out who told me. If Bill Belichick had said, Tom Brady, I'd like you to stay. Please don't leave. Tom Brady would have stayed. Tom Brady departed because Bill Belichick not only wouldn't quote-unquote kiss the ring because he had six of his own as a head coach and two more as a defensive coordinator, he also had spent years trying to push him out because he wanted Jimmy Garoppolo as early as 2017. All Tom Brady did thereafter was go to another Super Bowl or two and win. And all of this in the backdrop of being forced out. That's why Bill Belichick has to leave New England. They won't let that go. Because if you're going to do all of that, you still got to win. And the fact that you lost is not a big deal. If you lost because Tom Brady retired, all's forgiven. We appreciate what you've done, and we know you're still a great coach. But the fact that you forced out our boy before he was ready to go, and he went elsewhere to win. That's on you. That is what this story is about. It's not about anything else. It's not about records. It's not about his coaching ability. It's about the fact you forced out the golden child. They will not let that go. Ever. He has to go. Somewhere else. That's fair. But uh, because... Other franchises have tried to move on from the guy. The Packers had their – they wanted to move on from Aaron Rodgers. That's why they drafted Jordan Love. Like, uh, uh, that's what you have to do. You have to think about the future. Like, yes, did he try to force – did he want to move on from Brady before Brady ha- was done? Okay, but 
that ha- that happens. I just feel like that. But that's making sense. That's making sense. I'm saying to you, what are the fans there saying? You cover, you go to the games. What are they saying? I understand what you're saying. You and I and Doggy, we get it. But those fans in Foxborough, what do they say when you go to those games about Tom Brady being pushed out? <clears throat> ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Capital One. Jacksonville will have the chance to secure a second consecutive AFC South title Sunday when they head to Nashville to take on the Titans. The Jags are coming off a 26-not-a-shutout over Carolina, but are just 1-4 in their last five games with Tennessee head coach Mike Vrabel isn't planning on mailing it in just yet. Because it sucks to lose, Gentry. Uh, Trey, you ever need to show you anything? Uh, Did you have another thought or no? I'm just curious. Why? It, yeah. it sucks. Yeah, Losing. Awful. That's why I want to win. Because you don't sleep. You want to win for the players that bust their tail. That's it. Okay. Essay, uh, what's the first thing that comes to mind after hearing that? Well, I feel bad for him because, um, you know, listen, I know that Ryan Tannehill hasn't, you know, been in, you know, in the starting lineup for the better part of the second half of the season, uh, but he was never the answer, and that's who they had to stake their claim to. I mean, they were a decent team. Obviously, you got Derrick Henry in the backfield, uh, but Vrabel has come up short over the last two years. It's, I think he's a better coach than the record has indicated, but you are what your record says you are, and that's where he's at. The Packers and the Jaguars – Beware, the Titans and the Bears are going to be pain in the necks this weekend. And those two are playing for the playoffs. I wouldn't be surprised if they both lost. Ooh. How about that? I love you, Stevie. Enjoy the uh, Hollywood. Give me love pause. you too, Stevie. Enjoy it. Whatever. Whatever. See you later. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.